I'm Joe Woodard, and this is the Asia for Life podcast. On July 15th, I was in Tokyo for the Japan March for Life. Um, I didn't have any very big plans except to join the March for Life and then have some other meetings in Tokyo. Uh, honestly, I wasn't sure exactly what the outcome of the trip was going to be, but I had prayed about going for a few months. And basically the reason I went, it boiled down to a strong sense that I was just like supposed to be there. So I had to find a way to get there. Um, thanks to some generous donations, I was just barely able to scrape together a ticket to get there. And when I arrived, I met with Pastor Kenzo Tsujioka, who was the one who started the Japan March for Life several years ago. It was very nice to see him. I'm glad we got to visit. But I was, I was very worried about him, too, because he looked not very well. Um, he started doing pro-life ministry in 1984. Uh, it basically started with him and his wife taking babies into their home, helping out the moms or helping them find adoptive families, and other pro-life initiatives naturally sprung out of that. And 35 years later, he's now 86 years old, and he needs to retire. That's, that's what he said, basically. He, he really wants to find a replacement, but it's been hard to find someone who can carry the vision. Everyone respects what he's doing, but nobody is willing to lead. So he started the March for Life um, 2014, I think. Uh, it, it was originally a Protestant Christian event, then an ecumenical event, and now it's almost entirely a Catholic event. Uh, and it's a good thing that Catholics are doing this, but there's no clear place for non-Catholics anymore, I'm afraid. And that, I think, will make it a challenge to grow a strong pro-life movement in Japan. Um, so I, I want to share a story from that day. Uh, during the March for Life, uh, Pastor Kenzo had to slow down, and nobody could find him. Uh, his his granddaughter found him and and walked with him to the end. But when they arrived, the group photos had already been taken. A lot of people had already left. And later that day, he went to the hospital. Um, I'm not sure what the diagnosis is. It might have been just exhaustion or or some more serious problem. I'm, I'm not sure yet. Uh, I think they're actually still waiting to find out what's going on. Uh, but this is a sad story. Um, I have some more positive stories from the trip, but I want to start out with this one because it made me think about how we need to walk with our elders. Just in general, elders have opened the way for us to be where we are now. Um, we need to honor them and be willing to slow down for them. Uh, when we were eating lunch before the march, uh, Pastor Kenzo said he wasn't sure if he could do the entire walk. And I told him that we would carry him if we had to. Uh, I was half joking, but actually I was, I was also holding back tears while I said it. But th this is what happened, actually. During the march, I got busy with something else. Uh, what happened is that I was, I was actually talking with a, a Japanese guy who was asking me questions about American politics. And it was a very interesting conversation, but not <laughs> that conversation doesn't feel very important now, now that I know that the founder of the March for Life almost had a stroke or something. And apparently there was nobody around to take care of him. So that's a pity. Um, it made me think that <laughs> I don't want to be good at political analysis if it means that I miss out on being good at carrying relationships. And... At the beginning of the March for Life, um, I could tell Pastor Kenzo was tired. By the way, he actually goes by Pastor Ken, uh, or just Ken. That's what he asked people to call him. Just call me Ken. I don't know. I feel very funny doing that, especially in Japan. 
where they always use extra polite titles. They even actually conjugate their verbs differently to be polite to their elders in Japanese. Anyway, Pastor Ken, uh, he looked very tired, um, like he hadn't slept much the night before. Uh, I forgot to mention that after we had lunch, uh, before, the, before the March for Life, uh, we had lunch, we joined a Catholic mass uh, where two Japanese bishops and some priests and some groups of nuns and also a bunch of families joined. Um, so we sat through a mass. It was kind of long. People couldn't quite hear what the bishop was saying during mass. So there was there was no point in me even asking someone to interpret. I don't want to be rude, um, but it can be very tiring. You know, if, if you have to strain to hear what someone's saying for a long time and can't quite hear, um, I know there are unspoken rules of church decorum, but I think the bishop would have wanted someone to tell him to speak up because he probably spent a lot of time to, you know, to put the talk together, you know. Anyway, okay, after Mass, um, Pastor Ken spoke briefly before the march started. Um, and so after all that, he was exhausted, I think, before we even started walking. And so I offered to carry Pastor Ken's backpack, which is very nice of me, right? But I lost him. And like 30 or 40 minutes later, when some of us were looking for him, we tried calling his phone. Um, I didn't realize that his phone was in his bag, which I was carrying. So I was trying to call his phone to, you know, like to care, you know, wanted to make sure he was okay and everything. But I shouldn't have stopped walking with him in the first place. And I feel like there's a lesson in there maybe to to respect the calling and the journey of the people who have walked before you. It's not that they will always lead. Uh, they won't always be setting the direction of a ministry or an organization or whatever. But they can't be left behind either. Um, they should be honored and included. Okay, that's all I've got for now. Respect your elders.